Pastor Xavier Reese with a revealing proverb on the issue of pride. Only by pride cometh contention. That's another interesting one. Do you know that all sorts of contention and argument comes from pride? How many times as Christians we get in a debate and we say, oh, oh no, no, I'm not pride. No, I'm just, you know, it's pride. Pride cometh contention. Pride is the source of all our troubles. Whatever we want to label it is going to be pride. Welcome to Simple Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. If you want to discover the character of God, you can dig deep into the theology of the Bible. But what about everyday practical matters? Isn't the written Word of God full of complex do's and don'ts? Well, today, Pastor Xavier reminds us that God cares for and provides simple truths and instruction for day-to-day living. Let's join him as he picks up a verse-by-verse study series in Proverbs with chapter 12 today. Chapter 12, Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hath reproof is brutish. A good man obtaineth favor of the Lord, but a man of wicked devices will he condemn. A man shall not be established by wickedness, but the root of the righteous shall be moved. A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh a shame is as rottenness in his bones. What are you to your husband, young lady? Are you that virtuous woman? And to look at the virtuous woman, you have to look at the end of the Proverbs. We'll get to that. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband is talked about because she is so virtuous. He honors her. She honors him. It's so important that we understand what God has called us to be as husband and wife and that we do what God has intended us to do and to be. This virtuous woman right here, she is a crown to her husband. A crown actually speaks of authority to rule. If a woman is virtuous and she truly honors her husband and she's that type of virtuous woman, then the man has no problem being that type of Christ. That man has the authority and the power to carry out that office. But when a woman makes a shame, she is as rottenness to his bones. There are some men that are just dragged down because of their wives. And let me reverse it. There are a lot of women that are dragged down because of their husbands. Equally. We are to come into a place of knowledge in the scriptures and to find out what God requires of us as husbands and wives. That as people look upon us as husband and wife, they see oneness. They see Jesus Christ. The thoughts of the righteous are right, but the counsel of the wicked are deceit. The words of the wicked are to lie and wait for blood, but the mouth of the upright shall deliver them. The wicked are overthrown and are not, but the house of the righteous shall stand. Didn't Jesus Christ say that? A house that is divided cannot stand. Everyone is divided unless they are united in Christ, and they will ultimately fall. A man shall be condemned according to his wisdom, but he that is of perverse heart shall be despised. He that is despised and hath a servant is better than he that honoreth himself 
and lacketh bread. Maybe you are a faithful witness and people despise you for that. But if you have a servant, you're not alone, for he knows who you really are. Verse 10, he says, A righteous man regardeth the life of his beasts, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. The scripture says that we're to be kind animals because it's God's creation. Verse 11 says, He that tilleth his land shall be satisfied with bread, but he that followeth vain persons is void of understanding. I think we see that a lot in the youth today especially. Every generation, but more today, there's just no direction. And basically it's because we've never had any guidance. You see, the hippies cried out, Peace and love. Nature. Their children have seen the hypocrisy and the wickedness of it. And therefore they've gone to the other extreme and no hope, chains, they're in bondage. No direction. And we see so much youth following wrong example, peer pressure, showing that they're void of understanding. But it's directly related to the lack of direction through their parents. An example. The wicked desireth the net of evil men, but the root of righteous yieldeth fruit. The wicked is snared by the transgression of his lips, but the just shall come out of trouble. A man shall be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth, and the recompense of a man's hand shall be rendered unto him. You reap to what you sow. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. The Proverbs in chapter 3, verse 5 through 7 says, Lean not to your own understanding. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness deceit. There is that speaketh like a piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is health. In other words, when we have an opportunity to be cutting, what do we do? Do we hold our tongue and, and, and try to make the best of it, or do we take advantage of it? The lip of truth shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Deceit is in the heart of them that imagine evil, but the counselors of peace is joy. Jeremiah 79 says, The heart of man is deceitful and desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? Jesus declared that it is from the heart that evil thoughts come. Adultery is fornication. Our heart is nothing but flesh, and we have to bathe it in the Word of God in prayer and in fellowship every day of our lives. There shall no evil happen to the just, but the wicked shall be filled with mischief. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but they that deal truly are His delight. God thinks many things are abomination. This is one of them. A prudent man concealeth knowledge, but the heart of fools proclaim foolishness. You know, it's interesting. If you let a person talk long enough, you'll find out how little and how stupid he is. You know, and, and, and they figure that the more they talk, uh, the smarter they're going to seem. And most of the time they disclose how little they really know. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Heaviness 
In the heart of a man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. It's so easy for us to get so distraught or to become depressed. And I think Satan has capitalized on this in the church today because times are so hard today. We are experiencing pressures and circumstances that the church has never experienced. I think it's a lot easier to die for Christ than to live for Christ. And what it's saying here is that as Christians we are equally open to depression, to becoming despondent. And I believe that Satan has entered into the church and has fed many Christians a lie. And they are seeking the reason for their depression in their past through psychology instead of looking to the scriptures and recognizing that David became despondent and depressed also. They were ready to stone him one day. But he says, Why art thou disquieted within me, O my soul? Hope thou in God. <laughs> he looked to the word of God and he exhorted himself. I have a hard time with people that go looking for the solutions in their past and they label it inner healing the Bible says I'm a new creature old things pass away everything becomes new now I equally believe that there are people that need some professional help but I believe that it is the exception and I believe the church and Christians have copped out to psychology today and they have added much hurt to their lives by digging in your past you dig up more junk than you really even knew about and you're in worse shape than when you were at the beginning. Be careful of depending upon man's psychology to pick your brain and to dig up Aunt Mary to accuse her for your conduct of today. You should be looking forward, having your eyes on Christ and depending upon the Word of God. Verse 26 says, The righteous is more excellent than his neighbor, but the way of the wicked seduceth them. The slothful man roasteth not that which he took in hunting, but the substance of a diligent man is precious. What he's saying here is that a man kills to eat. And the scriptures really do speak against killing just for the killing's sake. In the way of righteousness is life. And in the pathway thereof, there is no death. Chapter 13, now he says, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressor shall eat violence. Reap and you sow. That's what it's saying. Now some of these, as I said, are redundant. That's why I'm just going through them. And I really want you to lift your heart to the Lord and let God speak to you through these Proverbs. Because you have to lift your heart to the Lord and, and to have Him minister to you. He says, He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. Underline that. Put boxes around it. But he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. This little member in this big cavity gets me in trouble. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life. The soul of the slugger desireth and hath nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. A righteous man hateth lying, but a wicked man 
is loathsome and cometh to shame. Righteousness keepeth him that is upright in the way, but wickedness overthroweth the sinner. There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. Here's the same as Proverbs 11.24. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. The ransom of a man's life are his riches, but the poor heareth not rebuke. The light of the righteous rejoices, but the lamp of the wicked shall be put out. Only by pride cometh contention. That's another interesting one. Do you know that all sorts of contention and argument comes from pride? How many times as Christians we get in a debate and then we say, oh, oh no, no, I'm not pride. No, I'm just, you know, it's pride. Pride cometh contention. Pride is the source of all our troubles. Whatever we want to label it, it's going to be pride. But with the well, advice is wisdom. Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathereth by labor shall increase. When you have to labor for what you have, you learn to appreciate and value, and you know the meaning of everything that God has given to you. Hope deferred maketh the heart sick, but when the desire cometh, it is a tree of life. It's speaking about our emotions. Be careful you don't get carried away by them. We have longings, we have desires, and when we cannot obtain them, we kind of get heart sick. But we equally have those times and the experiences when we can achieve that, where we have purpose. And it's like a tree of life. There's joy. But we have to learn to accept the disappointments as well as the fulfillments of our desires. Whoso despises the word shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the commandments shall be rewarded. That's a heavy one. Whoever despises the word of God shall be destroyed. It's pretty plain. The law of the wise is a fountain of life to depart from the snares of death. Good understanding giveth favor, but the way of the transgressors is hard. Every prudent man dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. In other words, a wise man uses discretion, and a foolish man just lives his life in such a way to where everybody knows what's going on, and it's really foolishness. A wicked messenger falleth into mischief, but a faithful ambassador is health. Poverty and shame shall be to him that refuses instruction, but he that regardeth reproof shall be honored. The desire accomplished is sweet to the soul, but it is abomination to fools to depart from evil. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Evil pursueth sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. You see the contrast there? I like the way he personifies this. That evil pursues sinners. It's almost like evil makes itself available to the sinner. Wickedness pursues the wicked man to bring death upon him. But to the righteous man, good will be repaid in his faithfulness. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children or his grandchildren, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. I think it's important for you as a Christian to use wisdom in your will. And I equally believe that every Christian should have a will. 
doesn't take you that much. Think it through and have it in order. I think it's biblical. Much food is in, is the, in the tillage of the poor, but there is that that destroys for want of judgment. In other words, sometimes we have a lot of things and they're just wasted because we don't use discretion. Verse 24 is for discipline of children. He that spares his rod hateth his child or his son. But he that loveth him chasteneth him betimes. Now this doesn't mean that if you really love your child you'll beat him once in a while whether he needs it or not. And neither does it mean that if you spare the rod that you hate your child because some children don't need physical punishment at all times. That shouldn't be our first recourse. But it's speaking about here the parent that feels that um, physical punishment or discipline is not really right. And this is what the psychologist taught the last 15 to 20 years. And what has happened, we've got a bunch of rebellious grown-ups <laughs> that don't know what it is to be disciplined or obedient. Now, verse 25 says, The righteous eateth to the satisfying of the soul, but the belly of the wicked shall want. Again, slothfulness. Chapter 14 says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Women, ask the Lord to show you what that means, okay? You can either build your house or you can tear it down. He that walketh in his uprightness feareth the Lord, but he that is perverse in his ways despises him. There is the substance again, the fear of the Lord. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the, lip, the lips of the wise shall preserve them. Where no ox are, the crib is clean, but much increase is by the strength of an ox. In other words, if you don't have an ox, your crib is not dirty. But if you don't have an ox, you don't have any increase either. <laughs> So you can't boast because your crib is clean because you have no ox. Yet the man whose crib is dirty and has to clean it up, he can say, hey, I have increase. So he's speaking about being diligent with what you have. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not, but knowledge is easy unto him that understandeth. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceive not in him the lips of knowledge. Oh, that we would run from that. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way, but the folly of fools is deceit. Fools make a mock at sin, but among the righteous there is favor. The heart knoweth his own bitterness, and a stranger doeth not intermeddle with his joy. You know, there are sometimes that only you and I in our own heart really know the true sorrow of the bitterness of our heart, the regretting of different things that have happened. Nobody ever knows. The house of the wicked shall be overthrown, but the tabernacle of the upright shall flourish. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death, wise in their own eyes. Even in laughter the heart is sorrowful, and the end of that mirth is heaviness. The backslider in heart 
shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. The scriptures tell us in the New Testament that the latter end will be worse than the first when a person backslides. Once he's come to know the Lord and he does his own thing, he'll never be the same. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his going. A wise man feareth and departeth from evil, but the fool rages and is confident. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. Have you ever blown it and made a fool of yourself? <laughs> That's what it's speaking about, the first part. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. That is the ultimate end. The poor is hated, even of his own neighbor. But the rich have many friends. But are they truly friends? <laughs> That's one trouble with having things and money. You never know who's really your friend or why they like you. He that despises his neighbor sinneth, but he that hath mercy on the poor happy is he. Do they not err that devise evil? But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only to penury. Talk is cheap, literally. You don't have nothing. The crown of the wise is their riches, but the foolishness of fools is folly. The true witness delivers souls, but a deceitful witness speaketh lies. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children shall have a place of refuge. The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life to depart from the snare of death. In the multitude of people is the king's honor, but in the want of people is the destruction of the prince. In other words, you have people, you have a kingdom. You have no people, you have no kingdom. Somebody will take over your kingdom. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. I think it speaks for itself. The sound heart is the life of the flesh, but envy the rottenness of the bones. Have you ever envied someone, and even though you have enough or you, you have plenty, you can't enjoy it because they have something else? That's a terrible place to be. He that oppresseth the poor reproaches his maker, and, but he that honoreth him hath mercy on the poor. The wicked is driven away in his wickedness, but the righteous hath hope in his death. Wisdom resteth in the heart of him that hath understanding, but that which is in the midst of fools is made known. Righteousness exalteth a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. This is so true. Our nation is perverse and corrupt. And it's only God's grace that we stand today. That's all. It's only God's grace. The king's favor is towards a wise servant, but his wrath is against him that causes shame. Proverbs that can really help us. Meditate upon them as we go through them, that God may minister unto you. 
more wise words for practical living here on today's Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese. And this message, another from his verse-by-verse series of the book of Proverbs, is simply titled Proverbs chapters 10 through 15 and is available on CD for only $4. A CD that will also include everything Pastor Xavier shared with us the last time we were together as well. So once again, the title to ask for is Proverbs chapters 10 through 15, or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. Or to make your request by phone, call 800-926-1485. Again, that's 800-926-1485. Or the address once again is Simple Truths, 2200 East Colorado Boulevard, Pasadena, California, 91107. And thanks for mentioning the call letters of this station when you get in touch. This helps us track the effectiveness of this ministry in your area. And then join us for more Simple Truths right here next time with Pastor Xavier Reese. Simple Truths with Pastor Xavier Reese, a daily half-hour broadcast, is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. www.calvarychapelpasadena.com